This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, joining you every morning at 8am UK time live from the TGT Stadium. Thank you so much for continuing to make this part of your morning routines. If you haven't already done so, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. We managed to hit over a thousand likes on the last two episodes, so if you would ever be so kind, let's try and make it three in a row and get that turkey. Good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Matt G, good morning to you, to Jose, to Simon, to Paul, to Ahmed, uh, to Olu and Martin and Anthony and Ozzy and Kaiser and Mike. Good morning, guys. Temi and PJ and Guna Jake and Peter Renner. Uh, Perez and Philly Guna, uh, Dave, good morning to you, Colin, uh, and Runs With Cows, and plenty more of you as well in the chat, joining us and making this, as always, the thing that keeps your coffee hot and your orange juice juicy is something I'm never going to say ever again. Uh, let's kick on with today's stories. First of all, the Arsenal way is back. Uh, you probably noticed over the last few days, for those of you that do tune in every morning at 10am uh, on a weekday show for our Arsenal Agenda series, that the Arsenal way has not been going. We had a couple of technical issues, um, but they've been sorted. They are all back, all good, and we're able now to do our shows again. So this morning, 10am, as far as I'm aware, we will be back doing our shows. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing, fingers crossed, uh, a great show for you today and uh, looking forward to getting back with things. Uh, nothing to worry about. We're just back. So looking forward to getting the show back underway. First main Arsenal story is that uh, Arsenal have supposed optimism around still getting a fee for Hector Bellerin. However, it is said that they are not going to try and stand in the player's way of making his way over to Real Betis at any point during the window. But they are hopeful that an agreement can be found with the La Liga club in order to try and solve these problems. It is obviously a frustration for the club that a player of Bellerin's quality could end up going for literally nothing. But they are very hopeful indeed that they can sort something out between now and the close of the window. Now, Hector Bellerin, Hector Bellerin could also be joined, I should say, by Reese Nelson and Ainsley Maitland Niles. There is an expectation that inquiries will be forthcoming 
in the final couple, two, three weeks of the window. Nelson, of course, spent time on loan last season with Feyenoord and did really, really well. He's already featured on the bench for Arsenal in the Premier League and, of course, played a decent few games in pre-season and would not be short of interest for loans. However, with just the one year left on his contract, Arsenal, again, would be hoping to try and get a fee if he was to leave. The same goes for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. There's been inquiries from clubs in the Premier League and in Germany, but so far no official offers have come forward. With the final weeks of the window being as chaotic as they can be, though, Arsenal are expectant that that will change and that both players could end up leaving before the window slams shut. Now, Pablo Maria has been pictured in Italy. Uh, He is set to join Monza on a deal which will see him join for the rest of this season. And should Monza remain in Serie A, they will, of course, have an obligation to buy the player. I told you yesterday that uh, I'd heard it was around €5 million, the price. And lo and behold, later on that day, it was indeed confirmed that €5 million is what is expected to be paid to Arsenal should he uh, make that permanent switch to the Italian side. Monza are fairly new, I believe, to Serie A, and so it's going to be a fairly big challenge. But they've got a number of players on these types of deals, so there is a motivation. I, I say there's a motivation. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Because you're taking a risk in your career. You're going to a side like Monza who are fairly unknown in terms of the top elite level of football. And there's a lot of kind of backing behind them from, uh, I believe, Silvio Berlusconi. And if you do stay up, you then are sticking with that side. And if you go back down, you go back to your parent club. It's a strange dynamic. It's a very, very strange dynamic indeed. But fingers crossed, Arsenal will be hoping that Monza do stay up so they can see the uh, kind of conclusion of Marie's time at Arsenal. Now, we had thought that permanent move for Alex Runison would not be taking place. However, Mark Man Bryans uh, of the Press Association has reported that there is an expectation that Runison's move to Turkey will not be alone and instead it will be a permanent one, which will come as I'm sure quite a relief to most Arsenal supporters who were not keen to see Runison maintain a position in the Arsenal squad. We did say that Al Anyaspor were the side that had made the uh, the original offer. Whether or not that's changed and that's a different club now offering a permanent deal or if it is Al Anyaspor, we still need to be confirmed. But there is an expectation now that Runison will indeed move on a permanent to that club in Turkey. Another piece of positive news for the club. Now, you probably saw reports yesterday coming out of Italy from Tutamakato claiming that AC Milan are in discussions with Lokonga and that also Arsenal had said he could leave. As far as I'm aware, and I did chase up this story, this is not the case. Sambi Lokonga, for all intents and purposes, is intent on remaining at Arsenal this season. This comes from a source very close to the player from earlier on reported in the window and chasing up on it yesterday. That has not changed. His intention remains to stay at Arsenal to fight for his place. He knew that there was going to be competition for places. He even did an interview very recently on the Counter-Attack podcast where he basically opened up to the idea of saying that he knew coming to a big club that he would face competition. So uh, Albert Sambi Lokonga, as far as I'm aware, should still be an Arsenal player come the end of the window. If it does change, it should only be a loan move. Arteta has been very impressed with Lokonga over pre-season and they are expecting him to play a big part in a lot of the other rotational fixtures like in the Europa League and the Cup games this season. And of course, he forms a great part of that team to come off the bench should they need anyone in the five substitutions they're able to make. So AC Milan's interest potentially is real not going to discredit that or say that Milan don't have an interest in Lokonga it makes sense certainly for their uh, kind of project but Lokonga for my understanding and knowledge 
is intent on staying at Arsenal for next season, and that has not changed. Fabio Vieira has fully returned to training, along with the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, Tommy Yasu, and of course, as we know, Tierney, who played in the game against Crystal Palace. But Vieira, Smith-Rowe, and Tommy Yasu should all be ready to be included in the squad for the game against Leicester, which gives Arsenal pretty much their entire squad back for that game. At least we should be hopeful. There was images of Ben White playing with strapping on his knee throughout the uh, throughout the training session. Tommy Yasu is available should we need him, but it is said that this is only a minor issue and Ben White should not have too many problems. Mikel Arteta's press conference will be taking place uh, at some point today, I'm made aware. If not, it will be tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's today. So we'll, of course, hear plenty more about what's going to be happening regarding Arsenal's players that were out. And I'm sure we'll get a transfer update from Mikel Arteta as well. Uh, now, a couple of last things to talk about. Jeremy Pino, we said yesterday that uh, reports from Sport Witness had claimed that actually Arsenal had not come forward with any kind of offer as of yet. Whilst that remains to be the case, uh, goal in Spain, España goal or goal España, uh, have said that Villarreal are confident that negotiations could take place with Arsenal to try and sort a deal and one that could be worth in the region of 45 million euros. This seems to be one of those stories with plenty of conflicting lines around it. I can try and chase this one up. I'm not hopeful that I'm going to get any clarity on this one, to be honest. But uh, it seems like the interest from lots of different parties are being claimed. Whether Arsenal move for Pino in the end remains to be seen. They have had a registered interest in the player for some time. He's certainly on a list of players that they have, but they've not yet, or I've certainly not heard anything about an offer coming in uh, legitimately. But there's supposedly optimism that negotiations could take place around a 45 million euro, which is about 38 million pounds deal for him. Uh, I know that people prefer other targets to him. Uh, the likes of Musa Diaby, I can already see people saying that in the chat box. He's not going anywhere unless for a ridiculous price this summer. Pino's a very, very good young player. You can learn more about him on our tactical breakdown show that we've done on the channel a few days ago. But uh, I, I I don't know what's happening in the wide area. It's anyone's guess. The whole mysterious winger thing continues. I imagine it will be a deal that's done in the last couple of weeks, if at all, this window that Arsenal finally sign a wide player. And lastly, Hussem Awar could be set to move to the Premier League and end the saga with Arsenal. But it won't be Arsenal that he moves to. Nottingham Forest are said to be in negotiations to try and secure Hussem Awar's signature from Lyon. Could be seeing Jesse Lingard and Hussem Awar in the same side next season. My goodness, what a 50 million euro bullet we have dodged uh, with Hussein Awa. Think back to when we nearly spent that amount of money. We could have brought him in instead of Thomas Partey. I mean, consider the difference in quality of player that we would have got. Awa's value has only dipped and dropped and plummeted during the time that Partey's been at Arsenal and it could be going for as little as £10 million in some cases and some reports have claimed. Forrest now said to be moving for the player. He, unsurprisingly, is unsure about a move that would see him take that swap to the Premier League, but to a relegation battler instead of a European challenger. Yeah, for me, a big, 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 big miss um, and, and a thankful one at that. And yes, Jabu, Bailey is very sad indeed. So make sure you send plenty of gifts of our to Bailey. You can find him on Twitter at Bailey Keo. So uh, <laughs> go and do that. Anyway, that brings us to the end of today's stories, which means we're going to move into the chat box and tackle some of your questions. So if you indeed do have any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box, now is the time to do it after this short break.
Okay, uh, let's see how many questions we can tackle from you guys before we wrap things up. Also, if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please do. There's over 800 of you watching. Uh, we can easily get up to 500 odd likes during these shows without a problem. So if you haven't done so, you take your finger, you press on the like button. It's easy and as simple as that. Let's go to uh, Uriel, who says, uh, how many points can we realistically expect from the next five games? Big up from Australia. Um, that was a terrible attempt at an Australian accent. I'm never going to do again. Uh, the next five games, we've got we've got Leicester, we've got Bournemouth, we've got Fulham, and we've got Villa, I think, are the next five games, maybe even in that order. They are. And then Manchester United, of course. How many can we expect? We should be trying to get three points, in my view, in all of those games. Manchester United at Old Trafford, yeah, sure, we can talk about that game on paper being pretty tough, but United are dreadful. And I know they're going to have four more games between now and then, but my goodness, we should absolutely be trying to get a victory at Old Trafford really early on in the season, get out of the way. We've got some great opportunities to get kind of some banana skins out of the way. We've Palace was a big banana skin, always has been. That's gone. And now Old Trafford as well is, is in a, a ground that we don't have too much success in. Of course, we have got, we did get our first win since 2006 there uh, under Arteta with a 1 0 win with an Abamyang penalty. Uh, was it a penalty? I feel like it was a penalty. Or it was that one where he thought he was offside and it wasn't offside. So that could be it. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that the Man United game, absolutely. And then you think about it, we've got Everton at home. You'd think that's a very winnable game. And you've got Brentford away. And we've got to try and get revenge, of course, for that game at Brentford. For those of you watching uh, All or Nothing, the Brentford game has covered the home game and some interesting stuff. I won't spoil anything. Don't worry. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow once I know many, many more of you wouldn't have been able to watch it. And then, of course, on the 1st of October, it's the North London derby, uh, which is going to be a very, very, very interesting game. And once again, we play that fixture at home. Uh, at the start of the season. I would like to play the home fixture later on in the season for one of these years because I feel like it's been ages since we played the home fixture in the North London Derby in the second half of the season. It always seems like Spurs get that fixture. It's a better one to have is playing it in the second half rather than the first half. Uh, Dan says, Jeremy does not deserve anything near 30 million. He's just an average player. <laughs> I suspect that, Dan, you've not seen too much of him. Uh, we shouldn't waste that money on him. I'd rather save the money on another midfielder like Nelson. And I say why you've not seen too much of him, because he certainly isn't an average player. He's a 19-year-old that's breaking records in La Liga for goal scoring. His XG is higher than that of Musa Diaby. His defensive work rate is brilliant. Is there better players out there? Yes, but he certainly is not average. Jason says, Tom, what did you think of the latest three episodes of All or Nothing? I'm not saying anything, Jason, because there's going to be people watching this that haven't watched it yet. So I'm going to wait until tomorrow, Jace, before I start talking about it. I made that mistake last week of spoiling some stuff. Um, but yeah, I saw them earlier this week. Uh, and what I will say is they're much better than the first three. So you'll be very excited to know that you're going to be enjoying the next three episodes a lot better. I have noticed that our viewing on Thursdays has dipped <laughs> because everyone's watching the episodes. If you are watching on Catch Up, let us know in the comments what you thought of the episodes. Uh, Ronald says, if you could choose between Tonali and Sangara for CDM, who would you go for? I'd go for Sangara. I think Tonali is rather overrated, personally. Um, let's go to Matt. He says, is Fulham getting Leno between three and eight million the best transfer business of the summer? Absolutely not. It's Gabriel Jesus. I think we should all know that by now, Matty G. Uh, it's absolutely Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Manu says, always thought Reese Nelson was the one to get us Willock's money, not the other way around. Did Mikel give up on his special project? It's a good question. 
I don't think so. I just think that Nelson, unfortunately, hasn't really helped himself out. You know, if you listen to a few interviews he's done, he talks about how he didn't really take his younger years seriously enough. I don't think he took that loan to Hoffenheim seriously enough. He didn't really get on that well with Julian Nagelsmann whilst he was there. There there was a little bit of a friction, supposedly, whilst he was out there. Didn't really work out. Worked out at the start, but trailed off, certainly towards the second half of that loan. And he should have gone on more loans. You know, he should have he should have gone that on that loan where that time he tried to stay at Arsenal for half a season. It, it didn't happen. Um, and it's just not happened for him, unfortunately. And he should be doing more to try. He should have done more to try and make a success of his time at Arsenal for me. Uh, Sam says, just because you're smashing it, Tom, and it's my birthday. Thanks, Sam. You should donate on your birthday. But that's very, very kind of you. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Chatbox, if we can get Sam some well wishes, I'm sure he would appreciate it in the chat box. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, after seeing the first episode of Four, uh, it really does open your eyes uh, in terms of how hard the whole team behind the scenes work and how passionate they are. That's not a spoiler. So I'll let it go, Lynn. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, Olu says, our bench on Saturday should be Turner, Vieira, Smith-Rowe, Tierney, Tommy, Pepe, Elneny, Eddie and Holding. Lukonga might miss out. How would we manage this? I think you could probably... Um, it's tough, isn't it? You're actually looking at that and you're going, where on earth does Lukonga feature in that list of players? What I would say is it's between Elneny and Lukonga, isn't it, really? I mean, that's what you're thinking. Do you leave out Elneny and bring in Lukonga? Because Lukonga's the better talent and Elneny's the better, arguably, player right now. It's tough. Very, very tough. Lukonga could indeed miss out. It was interesting that Lukonga was brought on, of course, the other day. So that um, that's going to be interesting. Perez says, give us a poll, Tom. Tommy or White, who starts at the weekend? I like that. Yeah, let's, let's do a poll in the chat box. Who starts? Who starts on Saturday? Is it going to be Tommy or... Should it be White? Who should start, I should say? So this is your opinion on who should start on Saturday. Tommy or White, get your answers into the chat box and then we'll circle back. Thank you, Perez, for that. I should shout out that whilst I've got your attention that later on today, 6 p.m. UK time, uh, I'll be joined uh, by Ben Jacobs to have a chat, not about necessarily kind of who's coming to Arsenal, what's the latest, because Ben does that all the time. Um, what we are going to do is we're going to talk about the reality of what it's like reporting on transfers, talking about transfers, the expectation from fans on you, the abuse that goes alongside it. Um, it's going to be a conversation that, yeah, I mean, if you want to go listen to journalists talk on YouTube channels, you can do that pretty much everywhere. But I think that a topic that's not really being discussed is kind of the the actual process of what it's like to report on them and the reality of that situation, because it's not all sunshine and roses um and a dream situation like many people misinterpret uh temi says can you do a loan review for our players yes temi i will be every month hopefully we'll be getting one on nuna we'll be definitely be getting one on nuna tavarej and following balagan uh we'll be talking to ben from the marseille view about both of those players uh and also uh we should be doing one on charlie patino whilst he spends time at blackpool this season so yes just like with william saliba last year you will be getting a monthly loan update on our players with dedicated people that will be watching each of those players week in, week out. Uh, let's go to uh, Tiggle, who says, uh, do you think Smith-Rowe could play eight? I've been asked this a lot, and I honestly struggle to say that he can. Uh, you know, there's a possibility that he could. But whenever he has played there, it's not gone particularly well. I just don't think it's very balanced when it's worked. 
or rather when it when we tried to make it work. It's just not happened so far, unfortunately. Olu says, our bench on Saturday. Oh, we've done this one. And the modern Guna says, been in Mongolia for the last two weeks without internet. Found a connection in a small village in the Russian border. The tradition of watching TGT in our places continues. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Well, wow, amazing. I hope you enjoy your travels um and thank you for using your very minimal amount of connection whilst abroad to watch tgt absolute legend i'd love to see some photos do send them through via dm either on instagram or on twitter you can find all of that i am trying to tweet out uh and instagram a lot more than i was he says that knowing that he's forgotten to do it today but uh <laughs> i am trying to be more on the instagram you can find us on instagram the guna tool we're on 815 followers yeah it's like our least followed platform um, so if you want to try and get us up to a thousand, uh, go and follow us, uh, over on Instagram, the Guna talk, you can find us there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll try and get our way up to a thousand followers. Maybe we can do it in a day. I mean, there's 900 of you are watching. I'm sure plenty of you aren't following the Instagram account already. Make sure you go over and give it a follow. Let's see if we can get up to a thousand today. Uh, Jabu says, White, the game is ours. We need more ball players. And also Leicester's wing threat is not as solid as it used to be. Stephen says, White, no need to rush Tomiyasu back, especially for this fixture. CNS, though, says it's a home game. Tommy should have a run of 45 to 60 minutes since we can change up to five players. It could be that we swap them at half time, you know, and give them half each. Uh, Matt says, why I want Tommy at 100,000 or a million or 10 million, whatever number that is, percent fitness. No need to risk anything. Uh, Tommy for me says Ronalds uh, and says Smith Rowe will not be on the bench. Interesting. Maybe Smith Rowe will be involved or miss out entirely. We'll get an update from Mikel Arteta on that very, very soon indeed. Mark says, why on the basis Tommy needs to be our number one in the big games and needs to build up his match fitness between now and the 1st of October? Massive point. Is it going to be White and Saliba or is it going to be Tommy and Saliba going up against Shumin Son on the 1st of October? Big big decision. So a quick check on the poll whilst we've got you over 200 of you have already voted. Keep voting people on the poll. Once you've voted, make sure you press that like button as well. It just takes you a second to do both and it really, really does help us out. Uh, Tommy uh, is going for 26%. Wow, this is incredible. 74% of you have said Ben Wyatt should start the game. Keep that consistency flowing is clearly the main kind of feeling around things at the moment. Uh, Paul says, got to be white starting over Tommy Yasu. Why rush Tommy Yasu back into the starting lineup if we don't have to? Dave says, Tommy has only 45 minutes for the under-21s. No chance he starts. Ben Farrer agrees. White and Zinchenko, let's not rush back Tierney and Tommy. Vivian says, don't change a winning formula. White has to start. Uh, Dan says, Tommy is just back from injury. You cannot rush him back. And uh, yeah, interesting indeed. My Rigal says, would you swap Lakonga and Tonali, player plus cash for Tonali? It's an interesting question. I Look, from speaking to and listening to what Harry Simeon has to, play, has to say on Tonali, I'd I lean on no, because he seems to feel he's very overrated. I've heard that from not just Harry, but others. I think Tonali suffers with the FIFAisms, if you like. Pretty good on FIFA or back in the day. I think when I was still playing FIFA, he got one of those um, those young star cards. I can't remember what they're called now. That tells you how long it's been since I've played FIFA. Uh, and since that point, Tonali's kind of in people's minds was this amazing player. But I have a feeling that I agree with a lot of my contemporaries who watch plenty more of Serie A than I do, that he is a bit overrated. Uh, Priyank says, hi, Tom. After the first three episodes of All or Nothing, uh, you said you can see when Mikel Alba's situation started. What are you referring to? Uh, I can actually talk about this because it was in the first three episodes. Uh, the game at Burnley 
when Mikel Arteta does the the hands rubbing situation, it sounds weird, um, but he does that thing like close your eyes, rub your hands together, think about the first tackle you're going to make, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. After the game, Aubameyang starts to mock that, and whilst I know people will go, oh, it's just a joke, it's like hearted and all that, that I think is a big kind of indication of a little bit of you know undermining of that situation. Uh, Sam says, Tom, is Charles what's okay? We've had two days in a row of being asked questions about Charles. I thought he was on holiday. Um, I thought he I thought he was on holiday. I'm sure he's fine. Um, I don't know for sure, but I, I thought he was on holiday as far as I'm aware. Maybe if in the chat box, I'll be able to confirm that. But I'm pretty sure. Yes, Tyron, it was future stars, Cars. There you go. You see, don't play FIFA. It's just, I know I'm ruining any potential sponsorship from EA Sports, but honestly, when I worked out the, the kind of the reality of ultimate team that is that like you you do what you can to buy players and you know spend coins or in the worst case scenario people spend hundreds on fifa points you are limited by your ability you are limited by your ability in the game and even then even if you're really good at fifa you still lose because the game screws you what's the point in spending money you are limited by what you're able to do in the game you know, I'd much rather play other other games that, you know, I think rewards skill a lot more than what FIFA does. And it's just it's just a cycle. Spend coins, spend FIFA points, spend money, get better players. Because at the same time, whilst you're doing that, everyone else in the game is leveling up their teams at the same rate. So nothing changes. And with the amount of free stuff you can get on Armour Team these days anyway, you can get a great team without it. You know, if you chuck two quick strikers up top, you can pretty much win most of your games if you're good enough. Yeah, just if you're going to get FIFA, I think my I think my ag is against Ultimate Team. It's not actually against FIFA. Career modes, you know, all of that stuff. Do that, play that. But Ultimate Team, geez, don't waste your money. Um, Ed, wow, that's really kind of you. Uh, an early wedding gift, best of luck. I figured I'd better send before the earth melts, just starting my new life uh, splitting time between New York and Harrogate. Uh, wow, they're two very different places, Ed. Uh, so I'll catch the morning show occasionally. Ed, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Um, and yeah, not not only Ed, but we had so many people leave some kind comments and donations with my stag do at the weekend. Uh, I'm still going back and forth about the idea of doing the morning show on the wedding day. I know that people will go, are you mental? Why would you do that? I'll tell you why I would do it. It's because I'm not doing anything else. You know, at 8am on my wedding day, I'm not seeing the missus till later for obvious reasons. <laughs> I'm sitting at home waiting I think I might as well do the show. That's <laughs> just tradition. I'm not going to be doing it over the weekend afterwards. So I think we should give you guys a wedding day show, to be honest. Um, and of course, Mike's like, don't stream on your wedding day. Don't be that silly. I'm not doing anything else. And I'm certainly not going to be streaming on Saturday and Sunday and Monday potentially as well. Maybe in the evening. I think we're going to have to do a wedding day morning stream, people. I think I think we're going to have to do it. <laughs> but Ed, thank you so much for the kind donation. That's really, really kind of you. It will not go uh, to waste, trust me. The donations that we get on the channel, 99% of it goes straight back into things. Uh, as you can see, the improvement of the graphics, the improvement of equipment, the improvement of the cameras, the improvement of the sound system. The Behind this, you can't see. Actually, in fact, I can probably turn it around. But we've got like all this soundproofing and stuff, you know, uh, it should hopefully uh, improve the sound quality for you as well. So, yeah, a lot of investment goes into trying to make this show as, as best as it feasibly can be. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much for the continued support on the channel. Uh, let's go to – and by the way, when I soundproofed the whole wall, it did not go down. <laughs> well, I kind of did it off my cuff. Uh, let's go to – 
yes, Charles is indeed on holiday, he told us. There you go. I thought that was the case. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Carl says, Tom, tragedy, I've misplaced my wedding invite. Can you resend it? Oh, Carl, I did not tell you this. It's like they're, uh, they're like, you know, Willy Wonka um, and the Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. If you lose it, it's gone. You can't get it back. I can't help you. They're, they're gold dust. Um, Rail says, hi, TC. Uh, TGE Press are gassing. Who's TGE? Are gassing. Oh, the, sorry, the press. Oh, it's a misclick. Are, guess, are gassing up Spurs this season. Talk of second. Do you buy this? And why do they like them so much? Because they're the opposite to Arsenal. That's why they like them so much. That's as pretty much as, uh, as as real as it can get. Um, so there you go. Uh, but do you buy this? No, uh, I I don't buy the fact that they are going to go second this season. Not whatsoever. Uh, Elliot says Tom is looking for an early divorce if he does the show. Trust me, she's fine with it. Eight a.m. Then the rest of the day, no streams. I, I say no streams. I can guarantee your mic's going to put up a few videos. That's pretty much guaranteed at this stage. Ashwin says, Tom, you need to do the show in your tux. That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening at all. Uh, Marcus says, sorry, just joined. What has happened to the 10 a.m. shows on the Arsenal way? They're back today, Marcus. So don't you worry. They should be back this morning. Uh, Elliot says, how can you consider depending on Granite Xhaka for another season? It stuns me how the club is still considered Xhaka as a first club option in our midfield for the duration of the season again. Let's wait and see, Elliot, if indeed Xhaka is the only midfielder for the left-hand side we have legitimately as a first-team uh, starting option. Things might change between now and the end of the window. But what I would say is that Granit Xhaka's best years at Arsenal have come in the last two seasons, and he's been very good. There's been his mistakes. He's always got those mistakes in his game. The errors, we know the penalties, the red cards, they're there. They're not going to go anywhere. But actually, Jack has been really good. <laughs> really, really good. And you can't really talk down about him uh, for the last two seasons. Besides the couple of errors he's made, he's been very, very good. And it's going to be very difficult to find a player that upgrades on him. You know, Yuri Tielemans doesn't upgrade on Xhaka in every fixture. You know, I wouldn't start Tielemans over Xhaka in every game. There are games I think that suit Xhaka more and there are games I think that Tielemans suits more. He's not a guaranteed upgrade, which is why I'm not necessarily as keen on overpaying for Yuri Tielemans. If it was someone like Milinkovic Savic, then we can have a discussion about paying top dollar for someone like that because he starts for me week in week out in that left center mid spot but Tillemans doesn't and I think that's a credit to Xhaka to be honest uh let's go to uh let's scroll up a little bit more uh Nueke says Tom when's the press conference I think it's today in fact let me just check this for you I might as well I can find out if it's there I can't give you the exact time um, but I can definitely tell you when the press conference is, I'm pretty sure. Let me check. Uh, the info that I have, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Bear with me. I know this is the most exciting thing in the world, but it is giving you a little bit of info. Uh, let's go to that. Let's go to 70% Zoom. And it is, what's the date today? The 11th presser is Friday. So it's not today. Oh, it's tomorrow. Press is tomorrow. As far as I'm aware, unless they change it, it's tomorrow. So Arteta won't be giving you an update today on the team, but it will come apparently tomorrow. So there you go. Uh, let's go to uh, Igbo says, when are we going to see your interview of Xhaka and Ramsdale? You can't see it, but you can read it. Um, you know, when, yeah, it wasn't a case of it was audio only. We weren't allowed to do video. Um, so it was only audio, uh, Igbo, unfortunately. So uh, you'll have to read it. But you can read all of that over on football.london. Uh, and I've written a few pieces from the the article from the, the what was talked about and said. So you can 
read it all there. But no, it was an audio-only situation, I'm afraid. Anyway, uh, I can sense that the internet connection is going a little bit downhill, so I'm going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Do join me again at 6 p.m. tonight. I'll be joined by Ben Jacobs to have a chat about what it's like to be reporting on transfers and talking a little bit more realistically and about the reality of what it is indeed like to have to deal with the stresses and strains of doing it. You may think it's a dream job. It might enlighten you a little bit to the reality of it. So that should be a good conversation. Uh, and I'll also be live in just under an hour and a half time over on the Arsenal way. We're back. We're live. We're ready to resume our usual shows. We've missed you and we will re be returning this morning. See you again very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.